3: Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners.
1: With Morgan, number
4: two. What is up, y'all? Happy weekend. I'm so excited to be hanging out with y'all. In case you don't know, it's Morgan here. And we are breaking down some of the segments from the show this week. And this part is where we share all the bits and the actual things that happened. But part one is actually my favorite part of doing this podcast. It's where I bring on a show member and we talk about a whole lot of things. And this weekend, I brought on Lunchbox. Not only did I quiz him on emojis that he should know the actual meanings of, But I also shared some dating stuff with him, and he could not believe that I stopped talking to this guy on a dating app because of something he said. He just was like, there's no way. And he also had to do some math, and that didn't go over very well either. So make sure to check out part one of Best Bits. I promise it'll be your favorite part too. One of our listeners is a behavior therapist, and she called into the show because she wanted to give some perspective on Lunchbox. And hopefully convince Bobby to do a contract with Lunchbox to make him a nicer human being. Yeah, it was a whole thing. And that basically went over great on our Facebook page. As far as engagement, everybody was having a lot of opinions on the matter. But you can hear the phone call that happened that sparked this whole conversation right here.
1: Number seven.
5: On the phone now is Krista, who is a behavioral analyst. Hi, Krista. Good morning.
6: Hi, good morning.
5: Hey, what is a behavioral analyst? Like, what do you do specifically?
6: I primarily work with um, kids with autism or other disabilities, Down syndrome, oppositional defiant disorder. Uh, But essentially we create uh, contingencies to increase appropriate behaviors, decrease inappropriate behaviors, and build skills alongside that.
5: I could use some of that here, increase having these guys increase appropriate, decrease inappropriate. (laughs) For us. Yeah. Krista, you hear the show. What would you like to comment about when you hear it as a behavioral analyst?
6: Well, I think every day when I'm listening that Lunchbox would probably benefit from some sort of a behavior contract uh, to help increase some of the appropriate behaviors we'd like to see or decrease some of the the negative statements.
5: So a contract would be like a literal contract where he signs an agreement that says, if i'm a jerk like for example abby who loves to sing she's not trying to really make it as a singer Great example. now but but he's rude to her he's like you'll never make it you but if he does something like that we have a contract where he has to like Pay me five bucks or something, something like that. Where there's a penalty.
6: So the first thing we like to focus on is the reinforcement of the appropriate behaviors. So what if there goes, are none of then those? He gets, then he gets nothing. Okay,
7: okay. but what <laughs> makes her
0: the right, the the sayer of what's her right degree. and wrong? Her degree, no, is no, but an an a degree, education. Well, a degree doesn't tell you what's right and wrong. Everybody has a different opinion what's right and wrong because she says it's right doesn't mean it's right. That's a matter of opinion. Her job is nothing <laughs> but opinions.
6: However, a behavior contract is much more effective when both party, the one giving the reinforcement, and Lunchbox would be the client in this situation, are in agreement of the contingencies.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: So, so what could I put as a reward for him? I'm anxious. I mean, I'm, I'm eager, anxious to do it now. I'm like, let's go. Let's yeah, draw this, this could be up. cool. Yeah, like, what's a reward I could put for him in this contract?
6: Well, what is Lunchbox's primary reinforcement? Money. I think we Tickets. all know what that is. Money, yeah.
5: money, lottery money. ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah financial.
6: Yeah, money. He could spin the wheel. He mm. could get something in return. I mean, he's got listeners out here buying him $200 watches. I'm sure we could figure something
5: out. That's pretty legit. Well, no, you tried to be an angel on a tree, a charity tree at Christmas. And someone bought it for me. No, 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 they didn't. A but, listener did. But, right, a B-teamer. But, yeah, I hear you. Okay, so what if we did this? If Can you do it per day? Let's say Lunchbox has a good day where he, does, he gets more dings than ants, and then he gets to spin the wheel at the end of the day. Does that work? Can you do it like macro instead of micro, a dollar every time? Could you do it like that?
6: Absolutely. And I mean, you could do two parts of it. You could have the reinforcement part where he gets money or a spin if he does something good that we've all identified, you know, and explicitly Mm -hmm. described what that goal is. But then you could do a response cost also. So if he has a negative statement or a rude statement, he could lose the opportunity. So <laughs> He's I like rolling his <laughs> eyes.
5: No, I like it. We'll draw this up. So what, though, would be a punishment that we could do for an adult man who doesn't? Have to listen to her talk for longer? We just put you on with wow. her. See, that's, <laughs> see, that's being rude. <laughs> that would be negative, right. <sighs> yeah. That'd go down the negative. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Krista.
6: Well, I mean, I think I would like inbox, uh, or Lunchbox's input. Is he? Would he be interested in earning money for appropriate behaviors? No, no,
5: but my opinion. Appear- she, no, she's asking you a
0: question. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. But you don't determine what my behavior is appropriate A contract we'll would, though. A contract yeah. with, That's what I'm would. Agree,
5: but you would agree to the terms of the contract. We're not forcing anything on you. We together would go, we all agree. If you do this, you're rewarded. If you do this, you're punished. Like, if I give my opinions, I'm rewarded. If I don't mm. give my opinions, I'm punished. What's a punishment, Krista, that is not seen as. Uh, unethical. Like, can we lock them in something?
3: That'd be cool. I mean, <laughs> with snakes.
6: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys could come up with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You could spin the wheel of, uh, you know, hot snakes. items. You could you could come up with an ex uh, a second wheel with Ooh. negative consequences.
5: Yes, Ooh. the bizarro wheel where Ooh, like- it's all bad stuff, <laughs> <laughs> spicy stuff. Wow. Okay. I'll, hey, Krista, thank you very much for this call. This has has really put a lot of thoughts in the old brainer. I'm thinking about some stuff. Maybe a couple days, Lunchbox, we'll address the contract here. I'll write something up. If you like it, we'll agree to it. If not, we'll move on. All right, we'll check it out. See
0: if my pen has any ink in it. What? Okay. We'll do DocuSign.
5: All right, Krista, <laughs> thank you. Really appreciate you listening to the show. Hope you have an awesome day. And I, uh, the line of work you're in, it takes somebody with a special heart to do that. So we also appreciate you doing that as well.
6: Of course. Love you guys. All right, bye,
5: Krista.
1: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan Number 2.
4: Taylor Hicks stopped by the studio this week, and you may remember him from winning American Idol back in 2006. And Bobby was a huge fan of him then and still is today. And so he was totally geeking out during this interview, and it was super fun to watch not only the conversation that happened, but also hear about what Taylor's been up to post-American Idol. And he also performed his new song, Porch Swing, which you won't get to hear on the podcast, but you can go watch it at BobbyBones.com.
5: Number 6 been waiting since 2006 to do this next interview. That's a long time.
7: Yeah.
5: I've been a Taylor Hicks fan since the minute I saw his pretty face. And oh. Abnormally premature gray hair. <laughs> and I'm asking him about that. Like, he was in his 20s. He was already gray on American Idol way back in the day. But, man, it's Soul Patrol. Like, I was in the group. I voted for him. But the thing about Taylor Hicks is, like, way back in the day, he discovered he had perfect pitch when he was able to recognize the pitches of ra- random things like a car driving by. Oh. Uh, so we'll get into that hopefully in a second. He's such a good singer. He's got this new song called Porch Swing. Hey,
7: hey, yeah, you you so,
5: you guys can you can leave if you want. It's just a moment for Taylor, Taylor and I. <laughs> just let you be. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Here he is, Taylor Hicks. Go.
1: On the Bobby Bones Show now.
5: Taylor Hicks. I've been waiting my whole
8: life for this, Taylor.
5: Well... I'm just.
8: I'm just letting you know right now. I didn't realize that you liked my white shoes, my white Billy White shoes. Yeah, not like love.
5: You mispronounced the word love. (laughs) Let me say this about Taylor Hicks, and. I was obsessed for like five years. I
9: was going to say obsessed is the word.
5: Yeah, I was just, I was like, when you would perform, I'd be like, that's the kind of music I like. That's the guy, that's, the, I bought shoes, the white shoes you had. I was just like, everything about that dude is what I like musically. I grew up in Arkansas and you're very soulful. I remember, did you do an Otis Redding song? Oh yeah. Well, Try a little tenderness. Uh, yep. And then you did, I, I should, I, actually I know all of it. I'm just, <laughs> You did a Queens song, but there was another, did you do a Sam Coe, uh, oh, did you do a Sam Cooke
8: songs? I did. What, yeah, what, I did uh, uh, You Send Me. Oh, yeah. Whoa! You,
5: uh, <laughs> come on! Okay, look. So, I've been trying for this event to happen for a long time, and I just got famous enough that you would answer my call. Oh, come on. That's what it... Right, come guys? On. Yeah, yeah. Pretty That's, right. That's pretty much it. Yep. You
8: know, I've been waiting for something really cool and organic to happen with this new music for 10 years, and everybody's been telling me, they were like, you've got to put this music out. It's great. It's this soulful southern thing that you got going on and I just have really just been waiting on a really beautiful moment and time and I get woken up by all of these amazing texts right before Christmas and Bobby's talking about being a fan of you know of me and uh The next thing I know, within 15 minutes, I mean, this is like eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh hell, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? (laughs) And then Steve emails my agent and says, we'd love, you know, Bobby would love to have, you know, Taylor on me on. And I just was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is exactly how I'm going to release new music. So it was a completely organic thing that's happened, and I can't thank y'all enough for for making that happen for me. I really yeah. mean that.
5: Well, that's really cool. Taylor Hicks is here. Then let's just do this because I have a lot to talk about, but I, I would like to hear this song. So this is a new song called Porch Swing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I haven't heard it yet.
8: Yeah. Is it With, good or no? Oh, it's great. Okay, I <laughs> just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. It's great. It was uh, actually uh, uh, Jason Deer and Jennifer Wayne uh, we, and I wrote it uh, probably about eight or nine years ago, and we just thought about this really iconic centerpiece of someone's household, uh all over the country and i was like, porch swing because i grew up on a porch swing so there's just a lot of things that happen around that particular centerpiece and uh this one's about love and a porch swing so jen wayne dear friend of mine as well great
5: writer who's written a bunch of songs is in runaway june as well mm-hmm. was a professional tennis player Do you know that absolutely okay well i don't know anything okay well <laughs> he's got it all covered then <laughs> here he is with his new song porch swing here's taylor hicks <laughs> I would like to say first of all, I don't I don't smoke, I've never smoked, but after that I need a cigarette. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little it's
8: a little some some baby making music. Man, that is
5: that that's awesome, dude. That's great. I mean, all you guys, John Johnny, the whole band, you guys are great. Thank you. Taylor, that's that's a great song. I can't you
8: know, I got more. Would you like to hear?
5: It? <laughs> you know. While we're on air. We uh we're here with Taylor Hicks, who I'm just a massive fan of his music. These guys next to you, how long have they been with you?
8: About 12 years And um, Last night Just Oh cool Hey congratulations You guys <laughs> Meet at the bar Yeah pretty much yeah. No we've Stanton and I have been uh, We've been playing together Off and on for about Seven years So when he's not On the road With the Wallflowers Or Jewel And we try to Mix and mingle And do some stuff
5: Are you playing A lot of shows Taylor now
8: um, I have been lately Yeah um, You know I try to probably Do five or six Five or six a month You know Without new music Um I've got a Armed Forces Entertainment tour I'm doing over in the Middle East in March. Dang, that's crazy! <sighs> which are- I'm really excited about. Um, we're we're doing um, eight shows in. Uh- a lot of the Middle Eastern countries on the bases, which I'm extremely excited about. You know, I've done I've done some USO stuff, but uh, the the Armed Forces Entertainment also is a wonderful organization that puts artists and entertainers on the road to uh, to entertain the troops.
5: And you get an Instagram picture in a bulletproof vest, and that's legit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
7: that's always that's the one what I wanted. want.
5: I just don't want. It's like holding up a fish that you didn't catch. I never wanted to put one on and take a picture, and if I wasn't really using it, right. So one day. I'm going to finally get to do that picture, you know? Uh, Taylor Hicks is here. He played his new song, Port Swing, which it is out as of today. I want you guys to go check it out. It's such a great song. And we are finishing, I was like, hey, man, if you want to stick around and play something else, you can. So I don't know what you're going to play or what you're going to do here. But tell me, Taylor, what are we going to get into now?
8: Uh, this is a song about the road um, and love. And, you know, as all of us uh, that are in inter- entertainment or any uh, type of business that has to travel – uh, it can be tough on relationships, and uh, this song has been around me for, uh, for a long time, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's out now, and it's, it's, we're building up to a big album release. I haven't done music in a long time, but uh, this is uh, uh, every artist and every musician kind of understands what the road does um, to relationships sometimes. So this is a song called Six Strings Are Hard on Diamond Rings. Mm, let's see what you did there. All right, here we go. Taylor Hicks. Come oh, On Taylor Hicks.
5: It's awesome. So Man, that's a good one too, dude. Well, I got more. Yeah. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> hey, so Classic. Can you guys do for our audience who just tuned in? This is Taylor Hicks, by the way. You can follow him on Instagram at Taylor Hicks official. I'm a massive. I've been a, a fanboy. I've been, I, I was standing Taylor Hicks before standing was even a thing for those wondering. <laughs> uh, awesome. Could you do just the chorus again of Porch Swing, the song that is out today? All right, here we go that's such a jam yeah. so good so here's what i'm going to do I, that's just a really great song too i'm going to maybe not this weekend we may have it booked up but the next weekend we do a national countdown show i do i'm going to feature that in the national countdown show that song
9: See? that's just also a really good song so good i'm going to
5: so also i have oh, this is awesome i know you awesome.
8: you have made <laughs> yeah it's awesome you've made the soul patrol's day
5: I know uh, by the way I'm the leader of the soul Patrol uh,
7: yeah.
5: um, I have Jen Wayne from Runaway June. I'm gonna FaceTime her real quick and just tell her the song's awesome because see if she even answers. You gotta sing it to her though. Oh yeah, she heard you sing it like with the instruments and stuff?
8: Uh she's heard she hasn't heard the final copy though.
5: Hello Jen. Um, Hold on, let me flip it. Let me flip you over real quick. How do we do that? <laughs> Boom. Nope, that's the wrong button. They a just in my iPhone and now I don't want to flip it over anymore. Hold on. How about? Oh, it's got turning. it, got it. Boom, there it is. So I'm here with Taylor. Ah, oh, hey, Taylor. How's and it going, I, love? I texted her and said, "Hey, are you and Taylor still cool?" <laughs> That's literally what I texted. Because sometimes, you know, if you wrote a song a long time ago, maybe you're not cool anymore. Uh, I don't we, know, cool, she, we,
7: we cool, we cool. Yeah,
5: she said. This she said. So excited. She said that she loves you. And this song, "Port Swing," is really good. Do you remember writing
6: it? Yes. Uh, did I he, mean, anything he sings is gonna be really good. Oh. He can sing the phone book.
5: Well, I'm gonna play it on the National Countdown show. And then when he said he wrote it with you, I was like, Well, I like it even more now. So are you are, are you playing golf or something right now?
6: I'm going to. I'm gonna get nine holes in before my right. The life nine
5: The ones.
8: Life of Jen Wayne. What's it's golf,
5: right yeah. music. It's so annoying about her is that she can sing and she's like a like A plus athlete. Like oh everything Oh my god. It's just so and she—it's oh, so annoying. That's how we get her on the phone. <laughs> so annoying. Um, anyway, was here with Taylor and just wanted to say hello and tell you that the song that you wrote with him—you you guys crushed it—and he sings it so wonderfully. And that's all.
6: Uh, oh, thanks, Bobby. Um, I miss you guys. Yeah. Have fun there. We will see she, you.
5: We'll I'm see you soon. You. We'll see Runaway June soon, and I hope you—you uh, you hit them good. Hit them okay, straight. Thanks, all right. Love Bye, you. Jen. There. there you go. Yeah, she's awesome, huh? Yep, it's great. She's awesome. Sweet okay, help. look. Here we are. We've played some songs. Um, I I assume you don't know much about me, but I worked on American Idol for four years. I worked as the main like on-camera mentor and taught them, or whatever you do on that show, you know? You, I record 10 hours, and they use 20 minutes. No, 20 seconds of it. Right. You know, That's kind of how it worked over there. Um, so do people, because people will come up to me and be like, I know you from somewhere. Because I'm just randomly on things. I'm like, I know you. And it's weird to go, uh, oh, you probably know me from this. Do you get that? Where people, it may not be this. It could be the 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 show the the food show it could be do people come up to you and not know where they know you but they know you and they're like are you my mailman i don't know does that ever happen oh yeah and really how nice. do you handle that if someone goes i know you from somewhere what do you say
8: well sometimes you you have fun with it and you're like i don't, I don't know you know what you what do you think and so we you i mean and then finally you say i was on Idol and they're like, oh, yeah, Taylor, mm, woo. Yeah, they said that to me.
5: They're like, oh, were you on Judge Judy? No,
8: <laughs>
5: I wasn't. I guess it wasn't me you were thinking about. Once I went to get ice cream at a place, and she was like, she pulled up her phone, and I saw her Google me. And she was like, no, that's not him. And then she put the phone down. Oh. Really? Because it was like a really good professional picture, and I guess it looked like crap that day. <laughs> Look, Taylor Hicks is here. Um, you're so good. That harmonica that you have, what 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 key is that?
8: e that's in it, the song e i have an e and then i've got probably 20 different keys that guy from blues traveler any good love him yeah he's different stylistically he probably one of the more stylistic harmonica players in the world um he's uh a, a good friend and uh oh you know him yeah yeah Popper's, i was asking about harmonica
5: Popper. playing because he wears the vest all the harmonicas oh, in it. Yeah. you Popper's have one of those
8: great and a great writer too i mean let's not forget i mean you know he wrote the hook and you know, some of those really iconic hits, uh, you know, of the early 90s. Um, I always yes, wanted to play harmonica.
5: Uh, Taylor, I'm going to tell you a little story about me playing harmonica. I always wanted to play an Eddie, who is the other half of my comedy duo, mm-hmm. our comedy duo the Raging Idiots. He goes, well, you can play harmonica. I said, no, I can't because they're good. He goes, no, 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 no. Here's the easy way that they don't <laughs> do because they're good, but you can do because you're crappy. So we, I think we played... What song did we play? It was like an old 80. Was it, that's what I like about you. Yeah, that's what it you was. You really know how to it. Dan- so he just gave me the harmonica in the key, and he goes, just blow in and out during the key, and it'll match the song completely, and everybody will think you're a harmonica player. And I was like, all right, let's give it a run. So we're on stage in front <laughs> of like 5,000 people, and I've never played the harmonica in my life, except for just going, hoo, 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 that, right, with the harmonica. <laughs> and so the whole song is in whatever key it was in. Eddie hands me a harmonica, goes, trust me on this. And there's the harmonica part in that song, where it's, no. so I'm just, hoo, hoo, not really i'm having like a seizure or something up there cuz i'm just i don't even know how to breathe right. and i put the harmonica on in, and the crowd's going nuts cuz they think i'll just play i just rocked the harmonica and i was like thank you and i retired that day playing harmonica <laughs> one and oh but that's not Go real harmonica two and well that's not real harmonica like where did you start when did you start playing harmonica
8: mm i probably i started playing when i was about 14 or 15 but interestingly enough i was i was an only child and i i bought my first harmonica at uh the bessemer flea market in alabama uh, I would not suggest buying your first harmonica at a flea market, by the way. What did you um, catch? What disease? Go yeah, and tell I'm us. Gonna, <laughs> I can't say. I'm not going to disclose that. That's for the next single. But um, the, uh, So I ended up actually playing off of um, very kind of n- non-traditional sounds. So I would like go by behind the air conditioner and I would find the key that the air conditioner was in. And I would play off of the air conditioner. So the air conditioner was was like, uh, you know, then there wasn't anybody around to play music. So I would play off of air conditioners, airplanes, 18-wheeler rigs that would go down the road. How are you hearing keys, though? Where did you learn music or did it naturally come to you? You know, I think it's just, you know, it's an ear thing for me. You know, that's I, all of these sounds, like, that's kind of, I didn't have a guitar or anything, so I, that's kind of how I learned is just very non-true and i would play off to the radio too but if i if i didn't have a radio around i would do um i would play off of mostly air conditioners so you trains are usually air conditioners or shameless plug but they're an a they're an a (laughs)
7: that's crazy. so interesting i
5: would
8: (laughs) oh you would listen to the radio and just play along with songs like a drummer would yes but you would but the thing about harmonica though is that you have to um you know you have to have be in the right key. So you have the thing about harmonica playing is chromatic is the big fat one that Stevie Wonder used where you could click in and out of the the keys, um, but just you know just kind of traditional harmonica playing um, you have a lot of keys. So that's the reason why we were talking about popper with the belts and mm-hmm. stuff is because you have to find the key. So show uh, you have, what do you have there in your hand? Um, I just want to hear I've, the difference as a little audience e, here. So okay. this is an E. <laughs> Definitely got the blues from that. Let me hear what I have now. And then <laughs> this is this is an E
7: flat.
8: <laughs> now I'm
5: even sadder. God that dang. sounds like Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. So. As a harmonica player, do you have to learn... Do you ever learn melodies and play, like, a, a melody of a song? Or are you kind of just jumping around with, like, a jazz player?
8: Well, it's kind of like a jazz thing for me. But, yeah, sometimes I'll have to find, um, you know, like...
7: I'm
8: going to love, let me do some of those lines. Um, and, you know, uh, hey, hey, man, I want to... You know those kinds of lines but for me i just kind of dig in because i'm singing i kind of just dig into the solo a little bit
5: i wanted to wear one of those things where you put it on your neck with a harmonica in it and do a whole show with it but (laughs) never actually play it It just make people think the whole time i'm going to go to it but i never do (laughs) i was like wouldn't that be hilarious if i just wear it the whole time big harmonica and never even address it and then i'm like thank you guys good (laughs) night That's my kind of comedy well, right there.
8: You know, I've all, I've actually thought about like like doing having a giant one and then having a little bitty one, like right here, so it makes it looks like we're playing like a... Oh night. so you put a
5: little one behind it that we can't see but it's it, a we, mess.
8: And you just kinda of come out and waddle <laughs> with it. I
5: like know. it. And you put on those big sunglasses at the same time that are oversized. <laughs> Man,
8: see? that would be awesome. See, see?
5: <laughs> okay, look. We've done it all. Taylor Hicks has got a new song out today called "Port Swing." that's amazing that we're also going to feature in a National Countdown. You played the second song. Uh, Let me see if I remember the title. Six Strings and Diamond. Ooh, I'm close. Diamond Rings. What's it called? Six Strings and what? Six Strings and Diamond Oh, I had it. You did. I thought
9: it was like it was they're hard on, or it's bad. Six Strings are
8: hard on Diamond Rings.
9: Hard on Diamond Rings. That's (laughs) That's
8: the hook. You just said the word.
7: Never mind. <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Easy. Also, I'll say too. Both songs, they're sort like both of them. I was picturing the whole story the whole time you were singing, cause, and I was following you along. I mean, I don't know if I had the narrative right in my head, but
5: what's funny is coincidentally, I'm going to follow him along after this. See where he lives. I'm follow him home. <laughs> I'm Soul Patrol, leader of the Soul Patrol. That's, That's right. right. Here um, in Nashville. Okay, quickly, uncomfortable questions from listeners. Question number one. Uh, how old was Taylor when he was on American Idol? Because your hair was already gray. You went gray
8: early, huh? Yeah, sixteen. You went gray at sixteen. Yeah, I will say i had people pluck them out of my head in class, actually. Because your, your parents parent were probably yeah. My whole family's like gray early. White, yeah. And did you ever think I'm going to dye my hair? No. Although they wanted me to on Idol. Those I idiots. mean, they were—they were like, "Hey, they were like, wow. you, those, know, hey, they were like <laughs> you should." And then I—you know—then I had a manager that wow. at one point in time, Jordan Felstein, who uh, who was um um. Maroon Five's manager passed, loved him to death. He and this is a great idea too. And I mean, I guess I'll give it away, but he wanted me to dye it pink for uh, October for breast cancer awareness, which I'm totally down to do. And it would be easier to do because it's already light. Yeah, it's already After, light. Dyed so I dyed mean, my hair pink. I'm like two shades yeah. from pink already. So you know, I mean, that's. But no, they wanted me to dye it on on idol but I just I didn't want to do it.
5: Question two: Would Taylor Hicks sing at my wedding for twenty grand? Anything's possible. Any, hey, that's a good answer. Kevin Garnett said it best. <laughs> hey, anything's yeah, possible. Right. Uh,
8: okay, you have to go through my agent. Bobby. How tall? How tall is Taylor Hicks? <laughs> six one.
5: What about without your shoes? Five six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, look, Shoot entertainment. That's it. Everyone, go check out. Go follow Taylor Hicks at Taylor Hicks official. The new song is "Porch Swing." Uh, you guys, everybody, awesome. You guys sounded great. It's been a lot of fun for me and. Anything from you guys before we go? No. Thank okay. you. It was great. It was great. I've Thanks. put one of those sure. Apple AirTags on his car, so I know exactly where <laughs> he goes after this, so I can track him. Otherwise, Taylor, congratulations on a great performance and a new song, and hopefully we will see you soon, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is. Love Taylor Hicks, everybody.
7: Back to
5: <laughs>
1: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan Number 2.
6: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
4: Lunchbox and I shared some recent Uber incidents that we've had. Lunchbox had a crazy driver who just danced the entire time and didn't keep their hands on the steering wheel. And I got into an Uber that had two people in it. And no, it was not a shared Uber. You know where you can order an uber and it also can pick somebody else up yeah it wasn't one of those but there was two people one in the driver's seat one in the passenger seat and so we shared what happened and what transpired out of these kind of interesting uber experiences and y'all also shared them on our social media pages so if you have a crazy uber experience make sure to hit me up at webgirlmorgan or you can hit the show up at bobby bones show
1: number five
4: we were talking about how
5: kids don't really want to drive like we did when we were kids mostly because it's rideshare uber lyft they don't have to have a car to get to the places they have to get to. With that being said, we use Uber a decent amount, even though we have cars, and have two crazy Uber stories. Lunchbox, your first.
0: So I took one home from your uh, million-dollar show the other night, and the guy picks me up. I get in the back, and as we're driving, he keeps taking his hands off the wheel because he's jamming out to music. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I'm hilarious. sitting in the back going, uh, do do you say something like it's? Uh, uh,
5: so I was like, hands on the wheel. So you were telling him how to drive.
0: Yes, yeah. because his my life is in his hands, and he is getting so lost in his music. What kind of music though? Uh, it was, was Outkast. Oh, okay, oh, nice. Okay. That's a good one. And older, he, he was just rocking it, and he was just throwing his hand. And I was like, hands on the wheel, hands on the wheel. And I can't see if his eyes are closed because when you're jamming, sometimes oh, he had closed <laughs> eyes and hands in the air, and I'm feeling like, it. I get you're feeling it, but put the hands on the wheel and bob your head up and down. Did and, he do that? And the, Okay. And he put his hands back on the wheel. Okay, and, he about, <laughs> and then about five seconds later, he started jamming again, hands. And he put one hand on the wheel and then he'd have the other hand. <laughs> in the, and I'm just like,
5: dude, what are you doing? Like, please stop. And you got home safely. I got home safely. Did you rate him any worse? No. Did you tip him?
0: Because he did have good music, like the oh, music I didn't think was fun. Shake, like, it, shake, shake, like, <laughs> shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Because it's like, was it a friendly driver? He was friendly. Was it a good, like, mu- like clean car? It was a clean car. It, it didn't say anything about. Did he have his hands on the wheel? Did you enjoy Outcast? Hey, you yeah. If so, hit. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but it was just like uh, I was like, uh, uh, and that's weird. Wait, huh? Would you say something? Do you say something?
5: Because I did, and I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell these people how to drive. I don't know. i, love <laughs> I, the, I I've I corrected think, Uber drivers okay. before on the way they're going. Oh, if I know the place, they don't like that. I'm like, Hey, this is especially to the airport. I know the way to the airport. I go all the time and I know the traffic and when it's bad. And I was like, Hey, I know the GPS says this, but I promise you, we do this all the time. If you want to go up here, I say it like that. Not like, Hey, you're doing wrong. But if you want to go up here, you can do this. And they'd be like, no. And then I'll go, Hey, I really do think you should go this way. Cause we're kind of on a time, time crunch. Yeah. And it's awkward,
7: mm-hmm.
5: yeah. but I do know the way. So, but the hands, I don't know what I do about the hands. <laughs> hands. Hands, 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 hands. hands. Here's the other one. Morgan, what happened to you?
4: So when I got in, I realized somebody else was also in the car. Not just the driver. There was somebody else sitting in the passenger seat.
5: So it wasn't oh. like when Abby met the guy she wanted to go on a date with, where you share. You didn't do no, Uber share. I
4: didn't do Uber share. This was just me picking up an Uber. I get in. There's two people in the front seat.
5: Oh, they're coming to kidnap you and kill you. That's for weird. Sure. Yeah. yeah,
4: and it was a guy and a girl and over, I sat in there and contemplated getting out for a minute. But as I started to hear their conversation, I realized they were friends. This girl in the front seat was just riding along with her guy friend.
5: He should let you know then, as soon as you get in, oh. there has to be something said. Hey, I'm Mike. I Hope it's cool. This is my friend. We're just, she's just hanging out. Something that needs to be addressed. Otherwise, it feels completely unsafe. Yeah, oh, or it's my it girlfriend on date addressed. night. It's two versus one.
4: Yeah. And that's and why I, it
5: feels unsafe.
4: Yeah, so I sent my Uber ride to, like, all my friends and my mom. I'm like, if I don't make it out of this car, you guys know I'm not safe.
5: And you didn't say anything about it?
4: No, because he didn't say anything. So I just assumed, I'm like, does he just think this is okay?
5: Again, I don't know if I'd have said anything either. Unless they were going to the airport. And i have been like, hey, you two, this is not the way. <laughs> by the way, way, why are there two of you?
4: I did watch my tracking the whole time. I was like, are we going to the right place?
5: Yeah, that's bizarre, too.
4: Would you have gotten out, though, or would you have stayed?
5: I think... I'd have probably gotten in and just prayed to God I didn't get murdered. Again <laughs> but now. it's also different for guys and girls. I agree because Morgan is a woman. Yeah. Yes. Who is small? I mean, at some point, I, I it, think you got to say, "And who is this? Mm-hmm. Like, am I paying for her ride? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, weird. You mean, how- that's a weird way to go at it, but I, I do. I, I don't
9: think I do say understand that.
5: that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know you're Bill, but
0: who is she?
7: Yeah.
5: Maybe. Oh, let me think. I'm getting in the car. Open it up. Oh, oh, oh! Did I accidentally or order Uber Share? Mm-hmm. If so, I messed up because there's somebody else in the car. Maybe that's because that's what came in my mind instinctually, and then that would make him address. Well, no, no, this is her, and we've come together to kill you.
7: I <laughs> need to say that. Earlier. Then you get out. Then you get out.
5: Yeah. Have you
9: ever had to prematurely like get out of an Uber?
5: No, but once I accidentally ordered Uber Share and we stopped at somebody's house, and I'm like, what's happening here? And he's like, we're picking this, and I'm, and they got in the seat beside me.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
5: And I'm like, what, what, what's happening? And then I looked down and it said, you're doing Uber share. And I pushed the wrong button. And then we had to go, we stopped at like some <laughs> pharmacy. <laughs> so no, but I've accidentally been in a weird situation like that. But it was my fault. Have you?
9: Mm. Yeah, when my Uber driver hit a person. Oh,
5: that's right. They- uh, oh, a pedestrian. Right. Yeah. And you had to do the awkward thing of, hey, I want to go.
9: Oh, yeah, I was like, I, I'm getting... He's like, hey, here, let me go handle this. Hold on.
7: You're like, hold on. No, no,
5: end ride. I'm yeah. ready. i gotta
9: another one. He, he was so casual about it. And then he got out and, you know, police, fire trucks, all these things start arriving. And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. Mm. nothing to see here. I'm ordering another and- Uber. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. It's the
1: best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
9: Lunchbox
4: shared a pro tip on how to Valentines like a boss. Yes, we are past Valentine's Day, and that is the whole point of this segment. But you might not be able to still do his tip, even though it is a little bit past, until next year. So you need this information because he thinks it's the best way to handle Valentine's Day, and frankly, just about almost any holiday. That's how he feels. So listen to this. He thinks you need a pen and paper to write this down and never forget this pro tip from Lunchbox.
5: Number four. It's a little late for a Valentine's segment, no? I don't think so. It's the perfect time, actually. Okay, so what's the deal? This is how
0: you Valentine's like a boss. I told you guys last week I did nothing for my wife for Valentine's Day. She cooked dinner, she confirmed it. We had audio of her telling you. But what you do is you wait till days afterwards, you go to the store, guys. Everything is on clearance. And so I went to Walgreens this weekend, and here it is. This is what I say. Just just the shelves
5: are full of Valentine's stuff. 80% off So then do you save it And do it next year Because Valentine's Isn't a no, practical no, no. holiday
0: No 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 Oh no 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 I just give it to her When I get home Oh okay. but Just li- just listen L-
5: Listen, like, just, just hit the clip Here's Lunchbox <laughs> in the store Setting up his hack
0: Guys this is how you do Valentine's Day Look 80% off Oh my goodness 70% off Are you kidding me So I can buy all this And huh,
5: You guys are the chumps That bought it early <laughs> Save that money Here he is revealing What he bought And how much money he saved Go ahead So what do we end up getting, guys? What do we end up getting? Oh, my
0: goodness. Chocolate. $20 if you buy it on Valentine's Day. $2 today. Oh, you want to get your lady a bouquet of flowers? $17.99. Not today. $3. So I got $3 of flowers. Oh, another $3 of flowers. Another $3 of flowers. Another $3 of flowers, guys. I spent what? Oh, $12, $14? <laughs> Woo! Valentine's, like a boss. That's how you do it. Did you give it to your wife? Gave it to my wife. She's like, oh, thank you. What's great is, you want to know why they're $18? Because they had hearts on the little wrapping paper around the flowers. They're the exact same flowers they would have out any other day, but they put that little, They could. they could have taken that wrapping off and, let,
5: and put it back on there and charge you what? But no, three What you bucks. shut it down. is put a St. Patrick's wrapping on it. I'd be like, baby, I got you St. Patrick's hey. flowers. I
0: mean, you want to talk about, I mean, I would have spent how much? 18 times four. You wouldn't have because
5: you wouldn't have no, bought No, no, that's what I'm saying.
0: 18 times four. Do it for me. 36, well, 72, plus $20 for uh, chocolates, <laughs> $92, and I spent Fourteen. Ha! That is how you Valentine's like a boss. You get, you save money, and your lady is happy. You guys. You think ev- she's
5: happy? You think most ladies are happy when you forget Valentine's? Yeah, because she has
0: two vases worth of flowers. There were <laughs> so many flowers, and they only cost me twelve
5: dollars. <laughs> that well, that's how to you- Valentine's like a boss, everybody. Wow. Yeah, I mean, okay.
9: I am thinking from a parent's perspective, this is not a bad idea to get. for next year Valentine's for your kids that gets expensive too so yeah I wonder if you could stock up but Valentine's is not
5: practical It's, it's a stupid holiday but it's romantic romance is not practical so saving money is a practical thing but it doesn't matter. You Valentine's bossed it up. You are my like backup. a boss. You're my boss in this, you're, you're boss you in do this segment. There we'll you. Do it next year and your lady will love you. I can go today. I don't have to go next year. <laughs> yeah. If they're still there, you'll <laughs> get go, 80% off. Absolutely. 12, 40, 90. I never checked his math. <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> if that was right, right I just started not. going
1: big. But we're here for it. <laughs> Let's go. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan Number 2.
4: Another really awesome interview happened on the show this week. The Wreckers stopped by. That's Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp and they reunited for the million dollar show that happened this week and they performed their very iconic and song everybody loves, Leave the Pieces but they also talked with us on the show about how they started as a duo what happened and if they're ever going to release new music and I'm just saying I'm freaking out based on the answers that came out of this interview
1: Number three. This is
5: exciting for me because the records are here in the studio. You would know the records from their song, Leave the Pieces. The records are Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp. You would know Michelle Branch from a bunch of songs too, but here is Everywhere. everywhere They got nominated for a Grammy, they were a vocal duo. I mean, so many awards, and they haven't played together in a long time. They played with us last night at the Ryman Auditorium, Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots. Super excited to have them here. Let's welcome in the Wreckers. Go.
1: On the Bobby Bones Show now,
5: Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp of the Wreckers. Guys, it's super cool to have you here. Thank you for coming.
10: <laughs> Great <laughs> to be here. I feel
5: like we've caught the white whale, honestly. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm such a fan of you guys together and individually. And Jessica, you and I have spoken before, and Michelle, we have. I mean, it's just like, I've been trying to track you guys down forever, and it took a hospital to get us all together last night. <laughs> so, it's an important thing. You're yeah. actually
10: the reason why we got back together, you Yes, know? I, You made it happen.
5: I don't know if you're kidding or not, Michelle. Because <laughs> I don't know that, I don't know if that's true, but if that's, I will put that on my bio. It'll be on my Instagram bio. <laughs> you're now the, the president reason of the, the fan club. Re- yes. So let me ask this. I w- let's go back to the infancy of the Wreckers. How, why and how? Like, how did this thing come together? Michelle, I'll start with you
10: um it, magic <laughs> Were you living in Nashville? No, oh. I wasn't at the time. We met in the We Kansas- were children. <laughs> yeah, we met in the Kansas City airport. Oh, you knew City each airport. other? <laughs> yes. We literally met <laughs> we were teenagers. In the airport
5: <laughs> Do, at, at teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like just crossing or were you going to the same place like camp or something?
10: I lived in
11: Kansas City.
5: Okay. And, and uh, she was coming through on a radio
10: tour. And I and I had heard her music um and was completely blown away by her music and said like please let's keep in touch, let's meet, let's hang out. And um, this was before, like, the day, the days of high security at airports. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, um, I'll just meet you on your layover at the airport and, like, we'll have a TCBY and, like, hang out. Also and- the days of TCBY. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. So um, we hung out at the airport and then I was like, you should come out on tour and, like, we should write together. And then it turned into her singing with me on stage and then we were I like... never going home. <laughs> yeah. And we kept writing these songs on the tour bus and singing them in harmony and they were clearly not michelle branch songs and i was like wait i want to work on this instead of <laughs> i was supposed to turn in another solo record and i was like this is what i want to do and it just happened so naturally naturally and quickly yeah. and yeah
5: and so the, but what's the next step you call her she says yes do you go okay now we need to come up with a name and is it going to be an entity or were you just like seeing Are you experimenting still
10: no, we knew we wanted to be in a band. We had this portion of uh, my show. She was singing backup, and we would have this portion of the show where uh, every the band would leave the stage, and it was just she and I on stage, and we would play a couple songs. And um, So we were like, we have to start thinking of what to call this. And um, we actually played music for our record label. I was on Maverick at the time and, uh, in L.A., and I played it for them, and they were like, we don't know what to do with this, like. you wait you're wanting to do a country project like we don't understand so we went uh we approached the producer john leventhal um and we were like we really want you to produce our record and we'll pay for it and do this all crazy like you had massive
5: success (laughs) and you're like now i want to go do a country record
10: i literally got a call from someone who worked at my publishing company and she was like, I think we need to have an intervention. Like, this is, we're really concerned about you. And I was like, no, you guys are all crazy. And then, of course, when it was a massive success, everyone's like, I knew it. Of course, they believed in you the from beginning. the beginning. <laughs>
5: so the first single you guys put out ever, as, well, how did the Wreckers come up? I don't you, how, how did you settle on the name of the Wreckers?
11: Well, originally we were the Cass County Home Wreckers, like as a joke. Yeah, it um, started and then,
10: as a total joke, yeah. <laughs>
11: <laughs> and then we just shortened it.
10: <laughs> and there was a band in Canada called the Wreckers, and we didn't realize that until we had already kind of the train had left the station. So we actually had to buy the band name really? the Wreckers, mm-hmm. and now I did, wonder what happened to the Canadian.
7: <laughs> well, they're
5: now known as the Bare Naked Ladies, yeah. <laughs> so they've really done well since then. So, uh, and how fast did success hit for you guys as a as a performing duo?
10: Um, you know, in movies, like for instance, the movie That Thing You Do. When they are recording and then they leave the studio and it's playing in the car already. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how it felt. That. Really? Yeah.
7: So it, it, it also happened crazy. in
5: the Queen documentary where they're like, we're Queen. Now we're top of the pops. And I'm like, that's not how it happened at all. <laughs> but for you guys, it was. It, it was, felt that yeah, way. It did
10: feel that way. It just once it started, it never stopped. We wrote the album. We wrote the whole
11: album minus My pieces, pieces and pieces. My Oh My yeah. in two weeks.
5: And did you know that you guys had? I asked this question, and some people will be like, nah, we you know we just wrote a bunch of good songs. We didn't know." But you write that all in two weeks. Did you feel like, man, this is like really special because we dedicated our times to just this project, or were you like, I don't know what it's gonna do?
10: No, it felt it did feel so special. exciting and special. Yeah. Did
5: you know that "Leave the Pieces" was like the, the catchiest, biggest sounding song?
11: Yes, and no, though, because well, do you remember the demo? I mean, the demo was kind of lackluster. Truly, I mean, it was a good demo, but it. From the demo, you didn't get that feeling. And we were told that many other artists had recorded that song. Little And it big never Town, made their albums. Little
10: Big Town cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone oh, gosh, else there big were a few. cut it. And it never happened. And I heard it and I was like, no, you guys, this is a really good song. Like, please yeah. trust me on this. <laughs> what like, did you hear I about believe it, that in it
5: stuck to you?
10: It was just, there's like an instant. One of my kind of things that I've always noticed about songs that I love that become known songs or big songs is like when it finishes you immediately want to start it over and hear the intro again Mm -hmm. and for me like there was something magical about the intro the lyrics I really loved and related to and the melody was so strong and and the yeah yeah and the the yeah 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 Yeah. 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 you can't like (laughs) (laughs) fast
5: that up so you guys start playing did you go on the road and open for like any of the massive, they're like, hey, come yes. out, and you were like the baby opener?
10: Everybody.
11: Everybody. Really? Rascal Flats almost immediately. Who was yeah, awesome to you summer. guys?
10: Everybody. Really?
11: Keith Urban was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
10: Mm-hmm. Everyone was really, yeah, really awesome. I mean, that that time period, too, I just felt like it was so special. The circle of artists, we'd all see each other on, you know, radio shows or tour, and yes. everyone really felt like family, and it was um, it was such a cool uh, period of time in both of our lives it was
5: i'm gonna ask the difficult question now that we're together and we all feel good with each other i mean are we thinking, <laughs> i mean we're all for best friends like maybe i don't know it's, it, we cut something at some point something i don't know just throwing it out there maybe we talked about that at all oh yeah okay
10: so jess and i had plans to get together and just write and hang out and catch up and then this you know thing called covid happened um and put a damper in our socializing, uh, and then and we both and had also children, we keep having babies. Yeah,
5: so. you don't know they're coming all of a sudden in ba- <laughs> They <just>
10: are <laughs> That's that. I actually remember. Yeah. I think I wrote you and I was like, "Eh, I'm pregnant." And you were like, "Oh, cool, because yeah. I am too." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, thank <laughs> oh, okay, let's just keep kicking this <laughs> yes. can down the road until like we're allowed to, you know, do that."
5: So at some point, maybe there'll be another Wrecker's. I would song hope. project yes, whatever you know, it is. We both
10: we both would love would that. Would like very much. that a lot.
5: Well, let me thank you guys from the bottom of my heart because I don't think I would have asked if it wasn't a big deal that didn't include me, right? I mean, we did the show last night. Which by the way, just something for the listeners. We recorded this right before the show, that's airing after the show because I was never going to make them play and then come up in the morning. So Although we
10: are both moms, so we would have been up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of in
5: a time machine here. Um but thank you guys because it's, you know, such a big deal to us to be able to continue on with that hospital. And yep. this thing has turned into, it's a massive show at the Ryman, but it gets, it, it's played all over and we raised so much money. So I would have never asked if it wasn't so important. So I'm just really appreciative of both of you for you for flying in yes. and, and being here from Kansas well, road tripping for oh, eight dro- hours dro- with dro- a four year old. Wait
10: a minute. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I told to them, I said, a medal.
5: I, I was like, we'll get her a plane ticket. <laughs> They nope. made you... Road trip. No, tripping. she...
10: she, we, she likes, I like to she, drive. She, she wanted to. <laughs> she got to
5: the airport. She's like, is there a ticket? And they're yeah. like, no, I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. I oh, no. so, do So does it fit like a glove when you guys try to sing it? Is it easy? Yeah. To- yeah.
10: <laughs> it's like hair on your arm stand up. It's just back... Like no time has passed. Exactly.
5: Well, I can't wait till tonight, slash last night was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so good. No pressure. And we just can't wait to hear what you guys have in store. And it's so nice to meet both of you in person. Thank you too. Just have Thank been a massive fan of both of you as a unit individually. Um, I don't know, Amy, anything for, for Michelle, for Jess? I'll say I, Jess, but Jessica she called her Jess, <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm the nerd that doesn't know her well enough, to call her Jess. My friends well, call me
9: I Jess. Mean, Jess. My comment was that I'm just kinda geeking out to see y'all perform tonight but it's actually tomorrow so <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah so, so last night was awesome yeah. so
9: i feel like yes my the hair on my arms are gonna stand up Aww. so
5: you haven't heard background vocals like you're gonna hear tonight Oh. I love it oh yeah it's one of a kind it. I'm one ready kind. for it no, I'm kidding it's gonna be great okay there they are the Wreckers it's Michelle and my friend Jess by the way you yes. 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 didn't know um, and we'll be very excited to hear whatever you guys have have in store for us
10: thank you uh, thank
5: you and let's clap them out
1: they're the Wreckers everybody it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two
6: hi I'm Cindy Crawford and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty
4: Amy has been putting Kool-Aid in her toilet. It's a pro tip she got from a professional to help lower her water bill. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And I'm going to need you to hear this. And if you're a professional or maybe you've done this and it worked, let us know because it turned into a whole debate on the show.
5: Number two. Our listeners are intrigued. Why do you put Kool-Aid in your toilet?
9: The water company told me to do it. So for months, we've had issues with our water bill. One month, I came on and told you all it was $600 and 500 I was doing everything to try to lower it. People came out, no issues, finally got it down to $90.
5: But you didn't do anything different. They just said... I called and complained Yeah, a yeah. Lot. And all of a sudden, your next bill is $90. <laughs> right. <laughs> like-
9: right. Well, I guess uh, they couldn't keep up with that. So I, I got a new bill high again. So like
5: 300 I, range or 600 again?
9: Uh, three, almost 400. Mm. So, I mean, that doesn't make sense, right? So I asked the water company to please send someone out. So he came, checked the meter. He said the meter numbers were basically saying, like, this is just, this is not actually what's happening, but the numbers are representing that say I had a water faucet just on all day long, water just blowing out of there. I'm like, okay, well, that's not the case. There's nothing on. So he said, okay, let's let's do a little experiment with your toilets. Go get some of that old-school grape Kool-Aid powder and put it in one full pack in all of your toilets.
5: Like the tank of it? The tank. Mm-hmm. Oh.
9: And I don't oh, have so the, the, the actual water. issues, but it could be like a flapper issue. Uh-huh. And somehow if purple from the purple Kool-Aid ends up in the, bowl, the toilet bowl... Then there's an issue, and so
5: yeah, but that that can't be accurate either fully because why? Oh, because it you would can't only use to, it. You can't use it. What? Yeah. No, can't. no, I know, but I'm saying if it follow me here, if there's purple in the tank, and that purple goes down to the bowl, but it's not leaving the bowl.
9: But if the flaps close, it yeah, you're not flushing it, so it should stay yeah, in the you, tank.
5: You, you, right, you, right. But I'm saying it's not a nonstop situation. The water it shouldn't I be that know. high still. Listen, it's mm. just one shift down into the bowl. That's it. That's not going to cost four hundred bucks if it's gone out of there and then it's gone out of the bowl too, that's where it's all gone and who knows how often that's Circulating with all Let's that water.
9: Okay, listen. I don't so know. you need
5: to do it's, grape on top, cherry on bottom. <laughs> this is what
9: told me to do, and I don't but know. But it does make
5: sense, though, just to see if the tank—if there's a problem with the tank. If something's yeah. running, yeah. like,
9: and water's just running, and so pretty much only one of my toilets was good to go. The others, all issues.
5: And it was all drinkable. Mm,
9: and I had to have. <laughs>
5: <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> yeah.
9: I know. My son oh, was like, "Yum! So this is amazing."
5: All your bowls uh, had the toilet. So I had to have
9: it. Hiller the Happy Face truck today mm. come out. And fix these flappers. So this is just step one in the mystery. So now we got to wait for another bill cycle to see what is happening. I don't know. Happening. It seems fishy.
5: It seems fishy still because, like I said, it. Follow me. Your tank's full of water. It's got water that's twelve inches high. Yeah. yeah. It all is kool-ated up and goes into your bowl. If your bowl just got Kool-Aid in it, it's only twelve inches that's up there. Now that's going to cost a little more, but it's not going to double your bill. And if that's one or two toilets, it's not that much water like leaving a water faucet on the whole time.
0: Well, yes. If, if the flapper is not working, it'll never get back to that 12 inches so it consistently
5: runs because it's but running. But then the bowl would be higher. I mean, I didn't know you guys the were bowl would be over- yeah. Plum- I had to be. Uh, uh. Hey, real people know what it's like <laughs> to jiggle a handle right. to get the toilet yeah, I, to even I, stop running. I, I, I do the jiggle the handle. I,
9: I've jiggled before.
5: Yeah. So it's like I had to kind of become a plumber when I grew okay. up because we had broken toilets all the time.
1: But the fact that you know that if it doesn't go down the bowl, the it's is, not really going. The point is he's saying going- it
5: fills back up. But it would it would overflow the toilet if that were the case because it wouldn't stop ever. It doesn't naturally just go down without flushing. That's the case. If it does, then it's like that. But no, it's not. She has freaking cranberry delight in her toilet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Black cherry yes. Kool Aid.
9: <laughs> I'm overwhelmed.
5: I'm not buying it, Amy. I'm letting you know that's probably the case a little bit. But I'm not buying it.
9: Yeah, we'll see.
5: That's that stinks. Mm-hmm. I bet you get a cheaper bill. You get like a forty dollar bill next month.
9: Can't wait. Mark
5: my words. Okay. And you'll get some free Kool Aid in the mail. From the yeah. Kool-Aid company from hearing this.
7: All
9: right. Let's go.
4: It's the
1: best bits of the week. Go! With Morgan, number two.
4: And, of course, in this number one spot, it's the Million Dollar Show. We talked about it on the Bobby Bones Show a little bit this week after it happened. But the coolest thing out of it, Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots, this show that they've put on for several years. But not only that, the radiothons and all these crazy, awesome things we've done to help St. Jude, this show particularly eclipsed $20 million raised for St. Jude. And that's so awesome in so many ways. And so Bobby received an award at the Million Dollar Show. And he talked about the night and the surprise performances and the person that everybody freaked out when they came on stage. So this is a little highlight of what happened at the Million Dollar Show. But there's also so many pictures up at bobbybones.com. So if you weren't there, you can relive the night in a way through photo form.
1: Number one. So
5: apparently there was drama last night where a lot of the show members went to the show that Eddie and I did at the Ryman last night. And... I didn't know who was there or not. I was running, as I said, with like a chicken with my head cut off all day from the radio show to rehearsals to the show to doing press and promos because we shot it as a TV special. I know anything was happening. Thank you for keeping that from me. But who, Scuba, was it you who was telling me that Lunchbox was demanding backstage passes?
2: Yes, and I don't know if you want me to say the reason why, but he's like, I, I, I need to be in the back. No,
8: say the reason why.
2: Because I don't want to be around
8: all the listeners and then bother me for photos and hanging out. So I got to <laughs> be away from them. Put me in the back, please.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm going to let you respond to that
0: yeah 100% accurate because if you do go out front like which I did a couple times I it, saw a
5: video of you out front just yeah, like yeah. Just singing and along
0: what, and guess what happens you get mugged and I'm like listen guys I'm trying to enjoy the show and I don't but you want- can't really enjoy it from the back you can't hear anything really <laughs> well you can't enjoy it in the front because I mean you can't even watch it because I went out there for like two minutes you were singing as loud as you could right in the middle
5: of people and you're like, whatever you're singing. It was like, of course, that's you.
0: And I, everyone
9: else is enjoying the show. I don't think they're worried about uh,
5: you. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were all just jumping
0: up. And I mean, I'm sitting there trying to watch on People are turning around filming me watching the show. OK, and but I'm, that's right. OK, that's, that's awesome. what I'm saying. So that's why I need a backstage pass. I couldn't. I was like, this is. I thought you
5: liked to be
7: yeah. noticed I, I, and recorded. No, I do, and
0: but I mean, it was just it was over. I mean, how many? 10,000 people there. And it was <laughs> I was going to say hi to all 10,000. Like one time I tried to go to the bathroom because we got locked out of the back. And I mean, it took me 30 minutes to get to the bathroom because people kept wanting to take pictures. I was like, guys, I'm about to pee in my pants. Sounds and like your dream. Not peeing my pants mm-hmm. right there. And so, yes, it was. So you uh, demanded backstage passes. Demanded backstage passes. I don't think that's, there's anything wrong with that.
5: I didn't know if it was true.
0: I mean, but- how awkward would it look if I had to walk in the front door
5: like with a ticket? I mean,
0: and not like awkward everyone else. at all. You mean
5: like everybody else? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
9: <laughs> so is it about the listeners or is it about walking through the front door? What I'm
0: saying, it's like, it, it looks bad mm-hmm. if I'm walking with a regular ticket. Hey, aren't you knocking? I, I don't have a backstage pass. I'm embarrassing, huh? Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got through that. Yeah, so I don't think that's that big a deal. No big deal. Once Buck showed up and he just had his phone out, and he was recording everything as he walked through, like recording other famous people back there. And I'm like, oh no. maybe back here we don't do that. But then I realize he's complaining about people doing that to him. Mm-hmm. You were doing to them what you didn't like done to you. No, no, I was giving a behind-the-scenes look. I'm also like a reporter. But you're not. We didn't ask you to do that. Maybe they were going, I'm a reporter for the B-team.
0: Um, And I was giving people what it's like <laughs> backstage at this event, the million-dollar show. I'm just show. saying it
5: was hypocritical of okay.
0: you. Well, I didn't tell people to stop filming me. I just went back in the back. It's like, all right. Well, Well, they also didn't tell you.
5: Well, they can go in their dressing room. The Ryman's very the dressing rooms are upstairs. Yeah,
0: that was weird. I mean, I went upstairs to a couple dressing rooms. It was a little weird. Why'd you go
5: in a couple dressing rooms? (laughs) I'm just looking around. I've
0: never been up there to see. Like I didn't realize there was that many dressing rooms. I only knew there was that first floor. Mm -hmm. And then I saw people going up the stairs. I was like, what's up here? So I went up there and saw (laughs) dressing rooms. Like I saw uh, Scott Stapp's dressing room. I saw like uh, Did you go in
7: them?
5: Yeah. No, they weren't there. Oh, You're not no. supposed to walk oh, into no. people's dressing rooms. No,
0: Scott Stapp was in there.
5: Okay.
7: <laughs> Even worse. worse.
5: Okay, so Scott Stapp is the lead singer of Creed, who we did some Creed songs last night. At, that place erupted. It was awesome. So he did hire. Can you take me higher? And I asked Scott, I said, hey, we're doing this show at the Ryman, my band, The Raging Idiots, and it's for St. Jude. And he was like, yeah, I'm in. It's all it. done. I was like, really? He's like, I'm in immediately. And we did an hour long podcast together and we kind of got to know each other there. But it's like Creed, like I bought concert tickets to go watch Creed. And they came in a rehearsal. He came in. And if you've never worked with anybody and he's also, they were so successful. You're like, what is this guy going to be like professionally? Walked in, talked with every member of the band, like stood around, just chilled, sang the songs we were all like oh my goodness that is he's awesome he still had it was, it was just so good last night it was so good i think people it was a surprise i think people were like oh yeah creed oh man creed. It, it was oh, yeah. that yeah. that kind of moment
9: it was the eruption after he was done i think was one of the biggest
5: they gave him a standing ovation yeah and they wouldn't sit down and then he was like don't do another one but we didn't practice another one and i was like no, just, you're good man you're good <laughs> and that was his first time to play the Ryman, right didn't and they it, say that And <laughs> it was his first time to play in like a a year period yeah. he's like i haven't performed at all it was, it was amazing it was amazing Uh, Michelle Branch is so good you know they were in earlier I saw their dressing room okay but okay (laughs) (laughs) they were in earlier but we actually recorded that yesterday before the show because I don't want them to have to wake up and come up here but Michelle Branch sounded so good so good just like the record and then the Wreckers came out Jessica came out and they performed two songs together and it was just super cool because they hadn't performed together in ten years not like that first time they've reunited she said it here she was like we got back together because you asked us to do this for St. Jude. That's super cool. Yeah. Dina Carter did Strawberry Wine, and the place, she didn't even need to hit a, a note on her guitar. Oh, God. He, everybody just would to sang the whole thing, and she's just the nicest. Um, another one of the surprise guests who we had closed the show was Jake Owen, who, easy ask for me, he's one of my best friends. And I didn't tell him he was doing three songs until he got there, and then he was like, oh, I guess I'm doing three songs. <laughs> And we did Down to the Honky Tonk, and then we did his, uh, up there, down here, his current mm-hmm. single. And then at the end, we did Barefoot Blue Jean Night. And again, same type awesome. of situation. Everybody was just going nuts. What was funny was he was telling a story because his daughter, Pearl, was with him. I think Pearl's 10. And some guy went up to Pearl and was like, I haven't known your dad since he was playing Barefoot Blue Jean. And Pearl goes, well, he still plays it. <laughs> still does that. He, he still does. does that song. So that's pretty funny. But we raised a bunch of money. I mean, it was incredible. There are so many great moments. I mean, Madeline Edwards and Dave's Highway, two new artists, came out again and just legs swept everybody because,
7: mm-hmm.
5: you know, we had all this stuff happening and also like to introduce new artists during the show. And so people are like, okay, we had a couple of new artists, Parker McCollum. we had, and then they're like, okay, new artists, maybe we go get a, a beer or something. And all of a sudden they start singing like, oh, we'll get back to your seat. Yeah. So I had friends who were like, hey, what's that new group again? Or what, what was her name, Madeline Edwards? So just a great night. What I had a lot of fun, man.
0: Thanks for having us. Well,
9: those two. So, Madeline and Dave's... Those, when they were performing, not only were they amazing and totally killed it, but backstage, they also had so much gratitude for you inviting them to be a part of it. Like, they couldn't stop talking about... How
5: That's in the contract. If you guys are back there, <laughs> they must that. talk about me the whole time.
9: I mean, but I just thought that was cool to see too. Like just their excitement and they were so thankful instead of being, you know, you never know how some newer artists are going to be and they just couldn't have been more thankful.
5: I'm not sure what their record label status is, meaning if they even have a, a deal. I mean, them or Madeline. And I was talking to them after. I was like, it just takes one person who's halfway smart to realize, especially them, because Madeline was early, so... She wasn't around way after the show. We were packing up, but they were because they played later. And oh, it just takes one person to see a brother and two sisters who sound like this. There's, a, and you're good. You're absolutely good enough. You're better than a lot of folks that come in here that are supposed to be the best. It just takes one smart person to go, oh, there's a niche for a good group that's brother and sister, not just people put together. And because like, they're grinding, they're working real jobs every day, like normal person jobs. And like I admire that. Like we're not stopping, but we also got to pay the bills. So it was, it's cool. It was really cool. And I didn't know that last night was going to be where it would eclipse $20 million raised for St. Jude through either the Radiothon or these live shows or specific one-offs that we do. But over the past almost 10 years, it's been $20 million. And Jake came out and presented me with a big award. And that's always awkward because I don't like the surprises are tough.
9: Oh, you had no idea that was happening.
5: Uh-huh. Okay. And it was on TV, but then I didn't I didn't know how to I was just like, how do I do my face? How do I do my face? <laughs> like I don't want to act like because it's very important, but if you're like, oh yeah, this is I don't know, there was just a fine line and I was like, how do I do my face? I don't want to look like 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 sad, but also want to be happy, but I'll, so No, you did great. We'll have to see how that goes in the edit. You did great because I didn't notice any awkwardness mm-hmm. when you got the It award. felt awkward cuz I was like, oh no. <laughs> I don't like people talking bad about me or people talking good about me. That's, mm. that's tough. Then they can't win. I don't like... People, neutral. That's right. I don't like... I'm a control freak because I never had control. So when pe- people are like, he's not good, I'm like, oh, shut up. They're like, he's good. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'll be the only person. I'll say all the bad stuff about me and I'll say all the good stuff about me. That's kind of how I've lived because I like to have the control. Not not the healthiest, but it was it was just a great night. And I took and gave a bunch of friends... uh five five pair, I think, of tickets that were mine. And so I gave them to different friends and a couple of them texted me before the show. But they're like, they're like, we're here because traffic was terrible. We made it, we made it. And they were sitting in like the nosebleeds. And I was like, I don't even have good tickets to give my friends. Oh, no. Apparently every seat was good. They say. Yeah, that's what they say about the Ryman. But I like saw a bird land next to one of them in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> they're so high up there. I was like, dang, we can't even get like good tickets for my buddies. So a great show. Just my maybe my favorite ever. I will shout out Dark Bentley, too, because Tracy Lawrence got sick, had bronchitis, could not come and sing. And... I told Dirks and he was like, Well, what songs? And I said, Well, one of them was you find out who your friends are. Here. He goes, I know that. But Dirks has an album coming out this week. He's gonna be on the show Friday. And I know he's going to New York to do Jimmy Fallon and do and he, I was like, Are you can you do it? He's like, Yeah, I'll drive over. And so he came out and did a Tracy Lawrence that Amazing. song and then did one of his own. Just two-hour notice. Yeah. It's awesome. So you know what I found out? Huh. Who my friends were. Yeah. I
7: ah. found out yeah, who
5: my friends were. Yeah. So yeah. it was a great <laughs> night. I'm so tired. <laughs> I probably slept an hour and a half. Oh, Not purposefully. I got home, and it's eleven fifteen or so. Oh, it was late. Because mm-hmm. the show didn't end until 10, 20. So I got home 11, 15, 11, 20. Maybe a little later because I stayed, took a bunch of pictures with listeners. I don't mind that lunchbox. I don't mind going out and yeah, right. doing stuff. Um, and then <laughs> Caitlin and I were starving, so we ordered a pizza. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You all went hard. We did. And we ordered it like 11... 35 or so and it said pizza will be here between like 11 55 and 12 i guess not a lot of orders you so could grab it it's midnight i'm still working on today's show and the pizza still isn't there and she's like i'm tired i have to go to bed but there's no food so she goes quickly and makes us both like a like a little healthy nacho thing like sate chips like um beef and whatever she's like eat this and if pizza doesn't come well pizza got there like twelve fifty. Oh. so did you eat that too no nope. It's too late. Mm. So, finally, fell asleep about one fifteen or so, and then woke up about three thirty.
9: Mm.
5: Oh, yeah, well, not a lot a nap? of sleep.
9: Okay,
5: <laughs> it felt like a nap.
9: That is a nap. That is that not is literally a, a, a nap. night's Sleep.
5: Yes, but it wasn't because that was unhealthy. I just we just had a late show, yeah. And then I had to stay up and work on this show. And
9: you had a not for the in a bad pizza. way. I'm,
5: I'm lucky enough that I get to do that. But our boss was there last night, Rod, and he was like, "You shouldn't work on the show tonight." I was like, "That's easy for you to say. You don't have to do it. <laughs> you want to do it? I'm gonna get here and just <laughs> sit on my thumb all morning. What do you want from me?
0: You know how you could have got home earlier." Is if you didn't
1: take all those pictures, Snug out the back. That, that's a good point. That's a good <laughs> point. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two.
4: Thank y'all for hanging out with me again on another weekend. I hope your weekend is as fabulous as the last one or better than the last one, depending on what happened. And maybe you have some fun plans to either relax or catch up with loved ones, whatever it may be. I appreciate you taking some time to hang out with me and catch up on the Bobby Bones show I love y'all so much. You can follow me, hang out with me at webgirlmorgan on all the things. And of course, the show, at Bobby Bone Show on all the things as well. I love y'all. Bye. The Bobby bon- Bones Show. Uh-huh.
11: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
1: And I'm Austin Hankwitz.
11: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, small business success stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks.